When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Welcome to Horror Movie Night. It's the kickoff of Listener Submitted Month, and this week we're kicking it off with easily the worst one of the four, but we'll start off with reading the lovely email that we received, because <laughs> to understand why we picked this movie, I mean, you gotta understand one thing. Jerking us off uh, through messages is certainly gonna help your chances. So this is the email that we got. It said, your crazy obsessed fan Kevin here. I say that because I've listened to your catalog from front to back at least five times now since discovering you in September oh of 2017. Oh my God. I know. I have you guys in this podcast to thank for introducing me to such gems as Pumpkinhead, Bad Moon, Scarecrows, and of course, Sleepaway Camp, which I've watched three times this year. Same, bro. All that being said, I thought it was about time that I send in some movies for future episodes. For my first suggestion, I propose a discussion on Boogeyman 2 from 2007. Although they although they are not good movies, I love the Boogeyman trilogy. However, Boogeyman 1 is just a dull supernatural movie and offers nothing for discussion. I feel that Boogeyman 2 got it right by introducing a slasher story with some brutal kills. From cutting maggots out of the skin to burning through someone's throat with cleaning solution, this movie is a great time from start to finish. Here's a link so you can watch it sometime and decide for yourself, and then it's a link to the YouTube that we used. Side note, Boogeyman 3 also is a good time, but it takes it a bit too far in the cheese factor, but does offer some fun kills, including someone's head getting shoved into a shattered bong and being pulled into a washing machine. But 2 is the best of the trilogy, in my opinion. I have other movie suggestions as well, but I'll save those for later since I'm already rambling here. 
Hope to see Boogeyman 2 make an appearance on the show in September and can't wait to hear your thoughts. Thank you for the hours of laughter and for creating a great community of horror lovers. Keep up the great work and I'll continue to support and wear your logo shirt at all future horror cons. So I doubt he's going to send us more uh, suggestions <laughs> after we eviscerate this one. First of all, there are three of these. Yeah. Second of all, the first one's supernatural. Why is so, this one not? Well, so here's, here's the thing. This well, one it is supernatural. Is. If there is a little bit of possession. Yeah. It's a possession slasher combo. <laughs> no, it's not possession, dude. It's supposed to be psycho. Like, Look, um, according to Wikipedia, it says he got possessed. <laughs> oh, oh, because that is not clear in the fucking movie. Oh, not at all. But yeah, the Wikipedia says now possessed by the boogeyman. Henry kills. And um, the amount of like, so I don't want to say celebrities. It's like celebrities that would be at a minor league baseball game let's for like a special say, night. The, let's just say the amount of cast members from Scott Pilgrim that pop up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got two Scott Pilgrims. We got fucking Jigsaw. Yeah. Who and I think is that's not it. a good <laughs> actor. No. He's a really bad actor. But no. Yeah. Is that a surprise to you at all? Well, I think it's because like I just assumed that Jigsaw was an acting choice, but I'm like, no, that's just him, I guess. Yeah, he's just emotionless, always. <laughs> uh, I've been stabbed in the back, literally. I'm sorry for making you a monster. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, so I will say that I was the last one of the three of us to watch this. So I'd already gone That's in like not true. This... I watched it at seven in the morning today. Okay. Never mind. So <laughs> I watched still it late to record. Yeah. I watched it with Scott giving us the warning, giving me the warning that it is one of the worst things he's ever seen. So I was like, okay, this is going to be really, no, no, no. Bad. One of the worst things we are ever going to have that we have yet to discuss on this show. That, gotcha. I mean, like it's not like strip tease or, 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 showgirls level bad and it's bad in a different way but yeah so i was like this is going to be terrible and it, for the most part it was what really helped was that i was watching on a computer and being distracted by the game of solitaire that i was also playing, <laughs> playing so what, what year was it Ninety-seven. <laughs> uh, so so the only time that i would actually click over to look at things was when it sounded like someone was going to die and if you're just watching this movie for some of the kills eh. I mean, they're not the best in the world, but I'll give them credit. This was this was 2007. This was prime. Let's water shit down to make it a PG-13 movie. So, you know, I'll give it like a golf clap for really going all out for some some gnarly death scenes. So but, here's uh, my that's problem the, with that's those the extent. death scenes. <laughs> the death scenes are like they have potential. But first of all, they're fucking stupid. And second of all, they're really mean spirit because you think that 2000, this was 2007. Yeah. You think that in 2007 that they were watering shit down? Well, well this I was post hostile. Yeah, like they, I think that there this has a the definite torture porn spice to it, okay, and that's so why I really didn't like that. Let me clarify. There's so 2007. I think that there was two very distinct categories of horror that was get, coming out. Okay, there was like the Sauls and the Hostels, and but then there was like there was the shit that was like um, the other or like what, like there was like a lot of these like watered down PG 13, like we're trying to get the teens to come to these, you know, like, and this, I just assumed was going to be another PG 13. Like we're trying to bring the teens gotcha. in because I'm pretty sure that that's what the first boogeyman was, was just like, 
a PG-13, like, in the same vein as Paranormal Activity, just there's something creepy in the dark movie. Um, yeah. So I was I was caught off guard, I will say. I still don't think this was a good movie. I will never rewatch this movie. But, like, I can't complain about... I, I thought, like, the scene with, like, the half the cut in half body dangling out of an elevator shaft was okay, like that just was the enough best, to grab me. That was the best part of the movie right there. And that was the first kill. Yeah. I truly could have done without the rest of this film. I apparently I missed how Nicole died or Nikki died because I saw someone say it was super mean spirited. And I was like, Oh, I guess I was looking away. Yeah. You must've been looking away, but I, was but that as the far as the elevator scene, yeah. I truly, truly hope that one day my confidence is as strong as that guy's intestines because <laughs> they were <laughs> fine. <laughs> They were um, holding him up. So I'll tell you one thing that right out the gate bothered me is that I kept hoping that they would reveal there is no rhyme or reason to their parents' murder at all. Like, it's just a dude just walked in just for kicks, slaughtered them, and then bounced and was never caught again. So was was that or was it the boogeyman? Was it a I, supernatural killer? Hmm. Because well, that's what I'm... lovely <sighs> Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> my source in understanding this movie wikipedia <laughs> which is just some random neck beard on the internet yeah who's watched it way too many times because they really like sometimes you go into wiki and there's like you know a, a two paragraph description of the movie this one's got like nine paragraphs <laughs> jesus christ why as young children laura and henry witnessed their parents brutal murder by a hooded man who they believed was the boogeyman but then that doesn't make any sense that the whoever this moron is that wrote the the wiki page then goes back and says that now uh, the brother is possessed by the boogeyman. Like if if that's real, because like the way that I watched the movie, which is you know by not reading the Wikipedia first or after, um, is that it was a thrill kill you know, kind of thing, like a, the strangers, you know, because you were home kind of thing. And um, then the, the, it, drives, it makes them both kind of fucking nuts um, yeah. in different ways. And um, then at the end of the movie, when he, it's, you know, like the, the it shows that it was the brother all along. Um, I just thought that when he gets quote unquote possessed, it's when he gave in to like the darkness more or yeah. less says the boogeyman is revealed to be Henry. Dr. Allen had locked him in a closet and attempt to treat him for boogie phobia, which we're going to oh, get to in a second. Oh, boogie phobia. <laughs> and the boogeyman possessed Henry at the time. Let me tell you something. So he says you have boogie phobia. And I was like, that is so dumb. They couldn't even go through the trouble of just looking up to what the actual disorder is. It's a real thing. Yeah. Boogie phobia is real. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's that might really be what stupider than this whole movie. <laughs> yeah. So, so here's the thing. Is that he says you've got boogie fever or boogie phobia, <laughs> boogie fever? You got boogie phobia, and everybody laughs, and he starts yelling at them. And all I could think of was, it, like, if we were to do a sketch around this concept, it's just like you've got the most severe case of farty farty poop poop I've ever seen. <laughs> Everyone starts laughing, and he's like, "Why are you laughing? Farty farty poop poop is a serious condition." <laughs> like, Man, that is genius. We need a we need a show. Shutter hit us up. <laughs> so, also, can we talk about the fact that this hospital that they're in clearly sucks? If 
the girl who's a cutter can get the biggest pair of scissors I've ever seen undetected by any <laughs> staff members. Yeah, like if you're in a hospital for uh, a, a a psychiatric disorder, you'd be on lockdown. Like there's yeah. just no way. Like that scene when she's like cutting herself, that scene should be like some some random household object that she was able yeah. to like distort to still be a sharp knife. Not like scissors that are like the size of my hand. Like they were massive. <laughs> well, there's so like there's so many things in this movie, given the fact that I work in the field and know how it is, where it's just like, well, that's not a thing. Like even when she's knocking the hinges off her door with a giant screwdriver and a hammer. It's like yeah. No, you can't get your hands on those. We take your shoelaces. Like, you can't have a fucking hammer. <laughs> I will say there's a nightmare jump scene that got me good uh, when the boogeyman explodes out of the trunk and just shoves a knife straight into Henry's lower jaw. Uh, and oh, that's yeah. the end uh, of my compliments. <laughs> yeah. It, I don't even know if I have any compliments about this movie. Um, oh, fuck, man. Like, did you catch the weird, like, red herring line where the two doctors are talking? Because they never really fulfill that. He's like, you know, we're really starting to think that your experiment with these particular patients. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, man, is this like she's just fucking with them? And like, this is like a way to make them face their fears or but it's going horribly wrong. And then it's just like, nope, it has nothing to do with anything. You know, what I thought was that she was trying to make the, I, I still thought it was a supernatural slasher. Flick. I, I thought, that I thought she, that she was, was the bringing, boogeyman. No. Yeah. I, well, I'm saying like, I thought that she was obsessed with bringing the boogeyman to the hospital by bringing all these kids with horrible phobias together. And basically the power of fear summoning the boogeyman which is a much cooler concept than what we really got yeah, uh, yeah. i'm not patting myself on the back i'm saying that my mediocre idea is so much better than the <laughs> bullshit that i saw on the screen yeah it's it's not it's not great and this this is definitely a, a big sign of like that this is the best we had to offer with slasher films in 2007 because they just weren't fucking making them like yeah I think that there were some good slashers in 2007. I'm going to look. Yeah, please do. <laughs> um, and while you do that, I want to tell you guys what this – I mean, like, so I'm I'm, I'm putting a, 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 a moratorium on a possible double feature for this movie, which may fuck you guys over because it's fucked me over for me trying to figure out what I would want to try and wash this, the taste of Boogeyman 2 out of my mouth with. This is just shitty Dream Warriors. No! Yeah, You're not was, allowed to do Dream Warriors. No! Okay, Scott, you ready to strap in and hear all the hits that were coming out in 2007? There's yeah. actually a few hits in 2007. Uh, okay, so we got Halloween, Rob Zombie, Hills Have yeah. Ice 2, <laughs> Hostel Part 2, <laughs> Lake Dead, Inside, Dead Ugh. Tone. Are you intentionally not naming mine? I'm going down the order as it came up. Drive through, wrong turn to the hitcher, shrooms, seed, borderland, timber falls, frontiers. This is all French extreme. Yeah. Uh, vacancy, death proof, fall down dead, house of fears, the deaths of Ian Stone, scar, Eddie Gein, left for dead, tooth and nail, grim reaper, the cellar door, splatter disco. The Chair, Pumpkinhead 4, Blood Feud, Disturbia, <laughs> Buried Alive, Sick Nurses, Murder Party, Boogeyman 2, The Devil's Chair, P2, Headless Horseman, 
Diary of a Can- Cannibal, Sideshow, Curse of the Zodiac, Artifacts, Trick or Treat, Fear of Clowns 2, Botched, Knock Knock. So there's about two. You were just doing slashers. You were just doing slashers, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, um, that was what came up for slashers. We okay, also had okay. 28 Weeks Later, 30 Days of Night, 1408, Alien vs. Predator, Requiem, Amateur Porn Star Killer. What? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. 2007 was not a good year for us. <laughs> I mean, we got Death Proof. We got Trick or Treat. We got I like Halloween. We got. Uh, you got Halloween. Halloween. Dead I Silence. Halloween. Uh, 30 Days of Night, 28 Weeks Later. 28 Weeks Later is all right. 30 Days of Night is meh. I like 30, 30 Days, days of, of Night. It's not meh. You're yeah, meh. like you fucking pleb. What are you, what are you doing here? <laughs> meh. Two out of five would not watch again. Uh, <laughs> the Mist, The Orphanage, Ooh, the mist Paranorm- is good. Paranormal Activity, Poughkeepsie Tapes, Primeval. Oh, Scott, oh, you're good. Like Primeval was out. I'll, I'll tell you what, man. You take horror out of it. 2007 was a great fucking year. Yeah, Holy but we're called shit. Horror Movie Night, Brian. I know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Zodiac, There Will Be Blood, Superbed, End of the Wild, No Country for Old Men. Poof. Good year for film. you had me at super bad. That's really like the only yeah. thing that I needed from 2007. You guys didn't like No Country for Old Men or Zodiac. Well, like, Scott, you know what else came out this year? Do you remember fucking Wind Chill? Oh my god, with Emily Blunt. Yeah, Emily fucking Blunt. And and, and didn't Aubrey pick that for fucking yeah or yeah Red War Club? I mean, I don't think Aubrey listens to this anymore, so I'll say it. I feel like that was around the point where, like, look, we got to take away people's ability to pick. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to defend myself against that bullshit movie uh, again in the first year of, of Horror Movie Night because I did a list of um, all, like, I, I did a compendium of all Christmas horror movies, and I was like, this movie's shit, and then people were like, what are you talking about? I'm like, uh, have you watched it, or do you have eyes? So what we're saying is 2007, pretty rough year, but, (laughs) you know, this was still the bottom of the barrel. Um, Yeah, I I wouldn't... (sighs) So, okay, um, I'm just gonna burn through a couple things, right? Um, So, no dude who's ever written a horror movie had a sister, because like the two of them are uh, uh, she's like they're way too touchy and way too like they, they stare at each other longingly it's very flowers in the attic and i don't yeah Dude, the, i've the never only... noticed that until you just said it yeah horror movies love like incest like tension. but not official yeah like yeah. like incestual tension. i just think that it's because it's written by dudes that don't know how to have uh a relationship with a woman that isn't someone that they're trying to bone. Yeah. Our movies love that. Will they, won't they between siblings, you know how that works out all the time. You guys have us have sisters. Like you, you can, you can back me up here. That that is not how, like I have a sister. It's not how you feel about a sibling. No, I, no. I will say that I, and this is just try, playing devil's advocate here. It could be possible that they have a slightly different relationship being that their parents were murdered in front of them and they probably, you know, were bouncing from orphanages or like relatives houses. So they had to depend on each other. So like that aspect, I kind of get. But yeah, the 
the but the fuck me eyes that they give each other definitely uh is not explained by that it's not not helpful i don't i do not want um so anyway we're i'm I'm just trying to go chronologically here so right before the guy gets killed in the elevator uh, i was really you know and i want to say that was the best part of the movie for me but would have made it better what would have made it better is if you know it was like stuck on his spine if the lady would have come down and been horrified and then it would have just been like chunk and his his severed like the spine would have been finally severed and he just would have like fallen on the floor now that would have been so cool but we didn't get that so in any case i have a question for brian now you've smoked in your world in your life you're now you are a sober sally and so like that's fine uh but you've smoked way more weed than matt and i combined times a thousand mm-hmm. is it normal to smoke an entire joint alone like i i don't know um i know people do i know people that have i never did uh because like i just smoked until i got high and then would put it out because i wanted to get high more often like okay yeah so there's like in the way that i feel although i'm sure potheads will jump to me and tell me i'm wrong because they like to just waste weed and smoke it so they can sit there <laughs> smoke all day is you max out at getting high and the more that you smoke is irrelevant to how long you're actually stoned so when you smoke a half a blunt and you're stoned out of your mind you're at your peak and you're like i'm gonna finish this whole blunt you're not gonna get any higher and you're going to be high for the same amount of time as opposed to getting high for longer by splitting up your Wait, how does that work? If you're putting more of the chemical in your body, that's like if you took like because your body just I get to a point out? where I'm like sto- like I guess the more stoned I I would get would be put me to sleep, you know? What oh, I mean? like, so you wouldn't be actively like feeling the Yeah, fat. like okay. I mean, I at least had a max where it was like, "Oh, I'm high out of my fucking mind," you know? Yeah, that doesn't sound like fun to me. Like the one time the the first time I got high, I um I saw colors and shit and it was not fun and I so yeah, I um I don't understand the attraction, but that's just me. But I I appreciate the uh the in information because I I just am a fucking square and so is your brother. <laughs> well, let me just say to any 18-year-old hey. kids <laughs> Any 18-year-olds that may be listening to us that are potheads, I'm talking about when we used to smoke plants. I'm sure that the sky is the limit with your fucking, you know, hemp fucking point, you know, 12 milligram fucking juices that you've ate now. But I I just used to smoke a leaf. I would just roll a leaf up. So I'm talking about the olden days. (laughs) You're so – and you're the baby of the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, but he's lived more than both of us. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's fine. He can have those experiences. I don't want them. <laughs> Me neither. Um, okay, so so we do have random stunt boobs in this movie because the the bulimic girl, um, th- those are not her breasts. Uh, and that's not a dig on her or the stunt breasts that they use, but it's just so funny. I, I always get such a kick out of when they try and um, – be sneaky about it because all i can think about is orgasm when he's like stunt cock (laughs) (laughs) i will say this about her um she looks so similar to someone that i work with to the point that i was like is is that her that i i looked her up um found her instagram she's got about like 206 like 67 followers so like if the the woman who played that character yeah so if we wanted to interview her i 
I don't know if we would, but it, I'm sure it wouldn't be difficult. <laughs> <laughs> well, it certainly would be after she heard you say that about her. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So, so, um, I have a note right after the random stunt boobs that says, I have a feeling I'm going to hate every death in this movie. I wasn't wrong. So, because I could, it was all fucking telegraphed because Boogeyman is a shitty, non-quipping Freddy Krueger. And this is literally Dream Warriors, but Dream Warriors written by a total idiot. Um, So, I don't know if drinking ammonia would split your esophagus open, but the special effects get exponentially worse as the movie goes on oh throughout yeah no they they blew their load on that elevator bit (laughs) yeah it literally was the only only good part of this movie um so so um so yeah the the guy from scott pilgrim also jennifer's body um he's like quit stealing my girlfriend uh i love jennifer's body um anyway he he drinks ammonia but so the cat's out of the bag that the boogeyman is just the crazy brother killing people and he's got like all of his effects down in the basement so a germaphobe would not have a bag of open chips he would open a bag of chips and eat them and if he didn't finish them he would throw them away because he would think oh they touched the air they're now contaminated how the fuck did he get cockroaches in there and also how did he get a cockroach into his own mouth yeah you didn't feel that crawling around your hand that's why it it literally has to be a supernatural killer to make any sense that's why i think i have such a strong hatred of this movie is because they like i said they continue to forget like oh this is a person doing this you know Yeah. yeah it's just like um why i hate urban legend where it's like they constantly forget like oh this is a 110 pound woman doing this she can't carry and toss these people and all that nonsense. Dude, I would take Urban Legend any day over Boogeyman 2. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just giving an example of, like, just pay attention to the movie you're making. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, yeah. It's your job to make this movie pay attention. The girl who's a cutter who has the most MySpace hair of any movie I've ever seen <laughs> is amazing. Um, Her favorite song is Teenagers by fucking <laughs> Hey, you show her some respect. Why? It's a good song. Her? <laughs> <laughs> is that is that Egg? Yeah. Oh, my God. No wonder she looks familiar. Oh, yeah, that's, man. that's, that's uh, Maya Whiteman. from. She also played Roxy in Scott Pilgrim. She's Roxy? Like, she does this really cute thing where she puts a hard-boiled egg in her mouth and squeezes <laughs> it back in a mayonnaise. It's called she a calls mayonnaise. a mayonnaise. <laughs> She's had a wild IMDb. Yeah, she played Roxy, and I just want to double-check that information. She also apparently played Angelica Pickles in some short called Rugrats that looks terrible. Um, but I always forget that she... Uh, was somehow, in my opinion, very incorrectly casted in the movie Duff as the star. Duff standing for a designated ugly fat friend. What? And, oh. and that's not what I think when I see her ever. I think <laughs> like, she. I, I do think she's got a kind of forgettable face. 
that Her? because I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I man, that's we've had that conversation before though about you know designated fat people in oh, movies. Yeah. Oh, it's she's like, got those glasses and those overalls. Yeah, oh. no, I could never ever be an actor because I know what scripts my agent would bring to me. Oh yeah, what would they bring? Like, to- they're just like, oh, we got a great role for you. It's ugly, fat, pathetic guy. We think. <laughs> You know, they asked about you by a first name basis. (laughs) Let's see. We're looking for a guy. He's got to be kind of pathetic. Definitely doesn't kiss any girls in this movie. Yeah. Uh, Gets winded when he walks up too many stairs. Oh, the Brian Kelly role. Yeah, we got him already pinpointed. (laughs) Well, we also wanted to get his brother. Do you think that we could get both of them? Same price? (laughs) I mean, the one just likes being in the spotlight, so sure. <laughs> He'd say yes before you handed a script to him. Hi, are you available? Yes. Yeah, hit me. <laughs> Drop everything. Oh, man. Anyway, so so the so the cutter, her. Um, she, they, they put the maggots in, the, or the boogeyman, whatever, puts fucking maggots in her after he cuts her up a bunch. You sound it like... You sound like, oh fuck! I can't believe I'm blank. I, oh, I can't fuck. believe this just happened. But my so you said boogeyman the same way that I discovered the other day while we were talking about the musician Shaggy at work. Don't ask uh, <laughs> that he can't pronounce boombastic pr- correctly, and he's like, "Oh man, I love Shaggy. I really like that song, Mister Boombastic by him." <laughs> no, he sounded like Christian Slater. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I was thinking Eddie Dizon personally. Like, yeah. like, boogeyman. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings and salutations. Man, <laughs> fuck Heathers. Come on. No. Gleaming the cube. Tell us what the maggots did when the boogeyman put it on him. Uh, so, so okay. No one cuts because they think there are fucking maggots under their skin unless you're that guy at the beginning of Hellraiser Hellbound. The, if you, when you cut, like, I, I must have so much more knowledge of fucking phobias than the people that wrote this, but people that cut aren't afraid and, and it's not set up in this that she's like psychotic thinking that there are bugs on her skin she's cutting because it makes her feel alive like the pain yeah. makes you feel alive it's how you deal with trauma it's so fucking stupid that they they're like oh she's what's your the, the redhead in this she's like she it looked like there were maggots under her skin and she was cutting them out no that's not why you would cut yourself to death so also like those maggots were getting under that skin real fucking fast. Yeah, maggots also don't go for clean skin. They go for necrotizing skin. That's why you put them in a wound. That's why you would put them in a wound in the olden days because they would eat the dying flesh and then you clean them out and then it was like a sanitized wound. So, so stupid, so annoying. I hated it. And then the guy who's like in there because he can't, because he's a fucking player. Because he can't open up, and that's why he's like been fucking the bulimic girl. And well, they said like, he's agoraphobic was the bigger thing, but they're uh, like, okay. he's agoraphobic because he's afraid to open up to the outside world. Okay, if you're agoraphobic, why would he? His how would he get be, there? <laughs> like, what his death is that they that that he gets cut. Oh, he gets gets um the his heart removed or whatever. Well, fucking yeah. solar plexus gets cut open or whatever. But like, also, there's no way that you could do that without a bone saw. So if you're not a a supernatural killer there's no way that you're like cranking someone's chest open so dumb like i hated everything about this movie 
I'm just so angry. I haven't been this angry about a movie since Terror it's Tunes. Because, so what happened with Nikki? Because <laughs> that's the only one I seem to have. Wait, which one's Nikki? Was that the bulimic? The bulimic, yeah. So she, she, you come in and there's like this machine. It's like a dialysis machine, and it's plugged into her arms and her stomach and her throat and her thighs, and it's pushing lard into her and she's like it is really really mean-spirited and i like at that point luckily we were so close to being over with this movie but i if i didn't hate this movie by the time i got to that it was so fucking mean-spirited it's like i said oh 2007 all the french extreme shit came out this is straight them trying to be hostile yeah Mm -hmm. and i hated that there's like literally my least favorite horror trope is torture porn and that's why we specifically don't watch that shit on horror movie night. And this movie, like, this was a huge mistake. And I am so sorry that I voted for it. But Kevin, thank you for your email. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kevin, you're a good listener. I see you always interacting on social media. But yeah, don't Fuck this movie. Don't don't suggest. Don't any more don't Boogie act like don't don't act like these people care about us. They pick these movies for this reason. Yeah, they also they, they want us to hurt. Did you remember what I posted a couple weeks ago? John fucking Podfather was like, listen, you're not trying hard enough. Yeah. That's more shit. I hurt myself today. Yeah, by watching Boogeyman 2. By watching Boogeyman 2. Uh, all right, so we got anything else to say? There's a stupid fucking twist and then an even dumber final twist that they are now going to lock her up as, as the killer. Yeah, that that makes the least amount of sense of all of it because it's like, it's not even a supernatural killer. It's like, yeah, my brother came here and killed a bunch of people and then put the mask on this lady that I decapitated with the garden shears by mistake. Yeah, just that simple. Now let me yeah. know. Yeah, here's what he looks like. Here's where he's probably heading. (laughs) (laughs) So fucking stupid. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. All right, so double features now that Scott's ruined all of our parades by taking away... Warriors off the table. I am making you a better person. Uh, no, you're not, because it was going to be a good. A, Dream Warriors was going to be a nice, like, wow, we suffered through that, but now we get rewarded with Dream Warriors. Now you get to double suffer because my double feature is my least favorite movie that I've seen this year, and I feel bad saying that because I did interview the people who made the movie on this podcast, and they were very, very nice human beings. But the movie Recovery, which was really, really bad for almost all of the exact same reasons as Boogeyman Two. All right, Scott or Brian, go.
in the spirit of let's punish ourselves, I would double feature this with Hereditary 2018. Wow. Can you imagine? (laughs) 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 All right, Brian. (laughs) Okay, well that makes that makes my pick easier. I would I would pair it with Unsane. Um I was going to pair it with Darkness Falls because I felt like it deserved a movie of this game. No, no, no. And Scott decided to throw out fucking uh, a good movie with a bad one. So I'll throw out Unsane. Do you really think that you could sit through the pain of Boogeyman 2 and then the anguish of Hereditary? I applaud you. I can't, I can't even imagine it as a triple feature if you also throw Unsane in there because I would <laughs> probably slip shit. my wrist out of just stress at that point. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like no one could handle that. Ugh. So here, uh, as as a an upper from that downer of a fucking episode, I watched not not this week, but a couple weeks ago. I finally got a chance to stream and watch. Into the Spider Verse, and it was a joy. It it is my favorite Spider Man movie. A little too long. Didn't no, need to be I, that long. you said that when I was about to watch it, and I was like, I had no problem with the runtime. I loved it. Yeah. I, I, I love I, that I it it basically long. is like a live action comic book. It it just integrates so much of like um, seeing it in the theater. It kind of fucked with my head the first time until I picked it up, but like they intentionally distort and blur backgrounds because that's how it would look inside of a comic book. Like stuff mm-hmm. like that is really fucking cool attention to detail throughout. It was so visually pleasing too. just the, the, the way that they kind of brought the idea of graffiti into, yeah. uh, into the, the way that the universes were colliding and the big boss battle in the, the slammy multiverses is just so cool. I I loved it, and I love all the all the little spinoff Spider-Man characters that are actual characters that have yeah. comic books. <laughs> yeah, I I tried to explain it to Megan, and I explained about uh, Spider Pig and Peter Porker, Spider-Ham. and she's like, Spider Ham, <laughs> thank you. Uh, and she was like, "There's no way that's real." I'm like, yeah. "Look it up." <laughs> yeah, Peter Porker. He yep. was just a mild-mannered spider that was bit by a radioactive pig. <laughs> <laughs> And John Mulaney kills it on that voice. He's so good with yeah. that. And then Nick Cage. That was John Mulaney? Spider-Man. Yeah. And Nick Cage is Spider-Man Noir was great. Oh, man. I didn't realize that either. Super cool. <laughs> yeah. there's. A, uh, I have to say, I also love uh, overweight, depressed Spider-Man. Is just oh, so, yeah. So great. So good. Uh, I, I actually really liked the way that they dealt with Spider-Gwen because I that is easily my favorite Spider-Man costume of all time. And seeing it in action was really cool. I loved it. I agree. Like, it's just like such a, it, it really gets Spider-Man the way that I feel like Spider-Man needs to be, which is like playful and fun, but with really baller villains. There's so many deep cut villains in this fucking movie. Jesus Prowler was obscure. Well, and then like Tombstone's just there. They don't address yeah. him or anything. He's just there for like a comic book fan to be like, holy shit, there's Tombstone. And that was a cool version of Scorpion um, that yeah. I didn't, I don't know that version of Scorpion, but I thought it was cool. Yeah. No, all in all, I was, I was very happy with that movie. I, 
think it's probably one of my favorite Marvel movies and definitely my favorite Spider-Man. I would I would have to agree that it's my favorite Spider-Man, but I haven't seen Far From Home yet. Far From Home is good, but it, I, I think Into the Spider-Verse is a li- just a scotch better, just the tiniest little bit. Uh, Brian, how about you? Um, Me and Jade started watching The Family last night. Don't know how I feel about it yet, but it's interesting. It's um, What's that? It is about uh, this guy my... who's supposed to be the most powerful uh, person in Washington. Um, and it's almost like they have this religious cult that's not attached to any religion. It's about like serving Jesus and uh, Democrats and Republicans are all involved in it. It's very, very interesting. Um, Jimmy Carter's on it talking about it. Wait, is it? It's Doug it's... Coe. I think the guy's name is Doug Coe. It's nonfiction. Oh, no, it's, it's nonfiction. Yeah, no, what? it's a documentary. What? The only it's it's very it's 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 very interesting. I just don't know if I like we watched two episodes out of six, so we'll see how it how it ends. The only issue I have with it, which is weird because I like um I mean there's nothing wrong with it. It's like I just don't like the uh the documentaries that are like really involved in the reenactments. Mm, like yeah. like it instead of like reenacting as they're doing a documentary, it's like I'm going to say this and then for five minutes there's going to be like a lifetime movie style acting of what's going on. You know what I mean? That's the new popular way to yeah. to do docs. Now it's it's odd. I don't quite know how I feel yeah. about it either. That's and that's probably my biggest quarrel with it. But it is interesting. It's on Netflix if anyone wants to watch it. All right. And uh based on Scott's recommendation, I finally sat down and watched Never Hike Alone and it's great. It's a really oh, fun so good. It's a really fun short film. Um, it's well paced. Vincent did a great job cinematically. He did a great job playing Jason. Um, I don't know if it's something that I would watch uh, multiple times, but it. I'm glad that I watched it. So kudos to you, Vincent. Thank you, sir. All right. So that was <laughs> Boogeyman 2 from 2007, as picked by our listener, Kevin. Uh, listener submitted month is just going to keep on rolling, rolling, rolling on. And, you know, I'm just I'm just torn to pieces about how excited I am to talk about next week's movie. Uh, so strap in and get ready for that exciting, exciting conversational piece. Um, but in the meantime, you can check out all of the cool stuff that's going on on our Patreon, patreon.com backslash hmn podcast or all of our social media which is hmn podcast or our website hmnpodcast.com where you can send us emails next listener submitted month is going to be sometime in like april or may i can't remember which month we usually do it in because i suck but you can start sending your submissions now for the next one uh make it better than boogeyman 2 is all we hope kevin i'm giving you one chance one chance to redeem yourself think deep into your core of what something we would actually love to watch and and kiss our ass in the email again. That helps a lot. All right. Well, that is it for this. Bye. listening to the Geekscape Network.
What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 